Studies show that pro wrestling actually is real. Hey there, you're listening to Touch Vision's It's All True podcast, powered by America's second favorite source for fake news, thewhiskeyjournal.com. I'm your host, Tim Barnes, and you just heard a fake news headline from comedian Marty DeRosa. In each episode of the show, I chat with a guest and ask them to reveal their own headline for a funny, personal, true story. This week, I talked to Kyle Scanlon. He created the Whiskey Journal. I think of it as like uh, an open mic for us, for the Onion, sort of. <laughs> and is a big part of the reason this podcast exists in the first place. Oh, you know, I tell myself that every night before I go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about how he got into comedy. Because like the third time I ever did stand-up, I did like 25 minutes. So I've always thought that I was just way better than what I am. And he tells a funny, personal, true story. And uh, let's say that I had some uh, stuff that I just, uh, I, well, I don't know why I say stuff. That makes it sound so much worse than what it is. All of this coming up, but first, here's Kyle Scanlon on stage. I, uh, my name's Kyle. I am uh, I'm fairly new to Chicago. I uh, grew up in a small town in southern Illinois. It's called uh, Prejudice, Illinois. Yeah. You guys have ever heard of it? More of a state of mind, really. Uh, Moved up to Chicago, got a little culture shock as soon as I got up here because I found out something that if you just go one street too many, you can just wind up in a bad neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, they don't tell you that in like brochures or anything. You just find that out on your own. First week I was here, I was just walking with my girlfriend. We're just walking. Like, sure enough, we just walk into a bad neighborhood. And I knew we were in a bad neighborhood because I just saw this guy with just a sideways hat, teardrop tattoo. <laughs> and just a pit bull at his side. Oh. And I was just like, oh my god, just don't look at him. Just don't make that contact Stop doing that with your arms, it looks weird. And he saw me and he said something, he said, hey yo, that's a beautiful young lady you got there. God bless both of you. That is not what I expected you to say. That was comedian Kyle Scanlon. I met Kyle around the time that I first moved to Chicago. I'm not the most social guy in the world, and I quickly realized that recording this episode was probably going to be the most in-depth conversation we ever or would ever have. We don't. We haven't really just genuinely hung out before. That's something. Oh yeah, but we've been friends for like a couple of years. <laughs> <I> know, <yeah. laughs> also, as a note, this interview was recorded when It's All True was still in the WBEZ podcast network, so we mentioned that from time to time. Uh, I, I I don't know too much about you though. I know you know just you know I know that you Mystery. are a young comic like myself. Yeah, I think you're younger. How old are you? I'm 29. 29. Yeah, you're definitely younger. You're like 21. Uh, you're 26. not. You're like 20, 26. I thought you were like 24 even. Yeah, yeah. I forget that I'm 26. 26 is hard. 25 was a hard year. When I met you, you were 24, and then that's how yeah. I always remember you. <laughs> how does 29 feel? I don't really give a shit how old I am. That doesn't matter to me at all. I don't even ever worry about it. It's okay. I'm only gonna. It's just gonna happen. So. Yeah, 30. Yeah. Are you afraid of 30? 
I don't care. You don't care. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm sure nothing in my life will be different. <laughs> it's not like I'm going to turn 30 and then like I'm going to be like, man, really got my shit together that year. It's not so, going to happen. How long have you been in Chicago? Four years uh, next month. Like okay. June, May 31st or 30? How many days are in May? Uh, you I'm tell no, me. I, no, I think 30. 30 days. Listen, night. that was just yeah. a quiz to see if we both didn't know how many days were in May. <laughs> okay. And we both failed. So so I think by the time I came to Chicago, you had been in Chicago for about a year. Though. You're just destroying. Yeah. No. <laughs> the look on your face was just like, Jesus. And this is why we don't hang out. Uh, where did you move to Chicago from? Carbondale, Illinois. Carbondale, Illinois. Yeah, it's like six hours south. What's, what's the vibe like there? Uh, it's like a big uh, kind of like hippie party town for college okay like it's kind of just like a lot of nature shit and like house parties it's pretty fun that sounds great what's the comedy scene like there uh there was one we just had our own comedy scene we just made one like i was just ran a bunch of shows like i ran the stand-up shows and the improv shows and basically if you wanted to do comedy in that town you had to go through me Really? So you developed a comedy scene in your hometown? Like I could, I, it wasn't just me doing like an hour every week. Even though I think I thought I could have at that time, you know. Whenever yeah. you first start, you just have so much like blind confidence. Because <laughs> like the third time I ever did stand up, I did like twenty five minutes. So I've always thought that I was just way better than what I am. <laughs> Wait, really though? Yeah, twenty five minutes. The third time I did stand up. How is that possible? I don't know. I think that's what everyone says whenever I tell them that. I I had, like, I was just like, oh, yeah, I can totally do 25 minutes. Well, were you always good at talking to people? Because I'm one of those guys who I talk more on a stand-up set than I do in real life. Yeah, I know you are. I try to talk to you, and you just leave the room. Tim, come back. (laughs) This is exactly one of those times. That's mind-boggling to me. Yeah. 25 minutes. I wasn't really too scared of it. Because, like, the first, I think if had the first or second time gone poorly, I would have uh-huh. been like, ooh, I don't know. Yeah. But, like, it just went good because all your friends are there. So you're just like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be fine. I don't care. <laughs> well, what made you start to do comedy? Uh, alcoholism? No. Uh, <laughs> Did it start in college? Sort of. No. Um, I was like 21 or something, and I was just doing nothing with my life. Uh, I was just like getting drunk every day and uh, working at a landscaping job. <laughs> wow. Okay. So things weren't going that well. So I just up and decided I was going to move to Chicago and do some comedy. It's that simple. Yeah. I like decided I was going to do it and then I left like 10 days later. And how'd your parents feel? Oh, I think they were just happy to see me <laughs> take doing, some direction in my life. Yeah. And at what point did you create the Whiskey Journal? Maybe like four years ago? So you were like still right in, whenever you were I first still in got Carbondale. Here? Oh, it started right in Chicago. Yeah, like right whenever we first started. How 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 did that come about? Because this is the same city that the Onion came from. <laughs> yeah, I'm not and, saying it's a good idea. Well, it, I mean, I, I write for the Whiskey <laughs> Journal. Yeah, I, you're you're one of our longest running uh, <laughs> writers, most senior of writers. Yeah. But to create something that is without a doubt. You know, we're not denying that this oh, is... Oh, no. Our slogan is the second best <laughs> source for fake news. <laughs> I would never say that it's better than The Onion. I love The Onion. Yeah, The Onion's great. Yeah. But I think of it as like uh, an open mic for us for The Onion, sort of. <laughs> of like, hey, we all want to do this thing, so yeah. if they're ever hiring, maybe they'll know who we are. Yeah, it's one of the best opportunities, especially in Chicago, yeah. to do something similar to The Onion. Yeah. And have your name on the article. Exactly. And we get good like views and everything, so it's still fun. But yeah. uh, one thing that 
I mean, if you look back at like, especially like someone like you who's been doing it for like two and a half years, I think. Yeah. I think we're like right at two and a half years. It's like if you go look at the first thing you wrote and what you wrote, the last thing you wrote, there is a night and day difference. <laughs> there really just like, is, so yeah. it is nice to have that place to like try to learn it and learn the and efficiency. Get yeah. yeah. And it's fun. I mean, we all like each other. <laughs> and of course, if it wasn't for the Whiskey Journal and you, this podcast wouldn't exist. Oh, you know, I tell myself that every night before I go to bed. <laughs> 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 no, you would have done it on your own. I don't know. I really don't know. Eh. I, I needed that slight push. I mean, it was a slight push. You I'm had... good at that, though. I'm <laughs> good at the, the pushing of some people will do it like you, yeah. and then other people are like, ah, he's kind of pushy, and I don't really like being around him that much. <laughs> Well, I'd say that one of the benefits of having you say, hey, I have this podcast equipment. If you want to create a show, let's see what happens. And now all of a sudden, I don't know how, it, I, I really don't remember how this became a WBZ you podcast. Were, yeah, you were in a basement yeah, that just had weird. a bunch of stuff in it. I've never seen more <laughs> stuff in a basement. It was just like, and it I wasn't had... like laundry. It was just like, hey, there's 75 skateboards <laughs> over there. <laughs> you remember all those skateboards yeah. stacked on top of yeah. each other? But I feel like when I started it, I was like, I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm kind of kind of lost in the wilderness with this. I don't know who's listening to it and that kind of thing. I feel like it's similar to when you created yeah. the Whiskey Journal. Yeah. Sort I, of... I think the idea is just to never quit, though. Like, if you just keep doing it, and then if you enjoy doing it, as long as you enjoy doing it, just keep doing it. And then eventually you'll find your audience, which you definitely have. I mean, dude, your podcast is so good. I'm so okay. proud of you all the time. I love you, Tim Barnes. Well, where You're do you the see the, where do you see the Whiskey Journal in a couple of years? Like, what's the big what's the big break for the Whiskey Journal? Let's get journal? a buyout from the Onion. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know. Uh, it's gotten bigger than what I ever planned it would. So, I mean, it was kind of like I don't know. We'll just see where it goes. Just keep trying to build. I'd like to get someone involved who's. Uh, smarter at business than me. Ah, okay. Because I'm a real dumb dumb whenever it comes to that kind of stuff. <laughs> and also, where did, where did you get the term the whiskey journal? Is it because you were drunk when you came up with the idea? I don't know. Who knows? I think I just thought like, oh, this would be cool because it sounds like booze. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's like, it turns out it's not really a great name because it doesn't really tell people what it's about at all. <laughs> Too late to change it now, though. Yeah, so. that's true. I don't know what to do. Uh, who are your comedic influences? Who are the people that you listen to? I mean, how? I don't think I still got, haven't gotten a sense of what made you realize you were funny. Oh, I think I just always liked, like, I was the kid in class that was, like, always, like, inputting, like, had, like, little snide comments to every <laughs> single thing. So, I mean, like, if you ask anybody that I grew up with, they're just like, oh, yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh. I mean, what was your friend group? Was it, I imagine, some like a, a, a realistic version of South Park for some reason? Uh, kind of. My friend group was real. I kind of floated a lot. Like, I, because I played sports, but I also like smoked cigarettes. So <laughs> that was the best way to define my social groups. Gotcha. It was just like, it was like, yeah, the cool kids. And then we're going to go smoke cigarettes yeah. over here, too. We're 14. We can do this. But you don't have that typical sort of comic origin story of like, I was a little quiet. I was a little nerdy. No. You were kind of one of the cool kids. I was kids. just real outspoken and. <laughs> Annoying. I would say annoying more than anything. <laughs> and then who, you know, as you started doing stand-up and things like that, who are the people that that you look up to? Like the stand-ups that I like the most? Yeah, the stand-ups. Uh, Chappelle was always my favorite growing up. Really? I went to go see him like three times whenever I was like in junior high and high school. <laughs> like I saw him one year whenever uh, it was $11 for a ticket. And then the next year Chappelle show came out and it blew up and he it was like $60. And oh, I was wow. like, oh, I just saw like... 
this huge change, but it wasn't really. In my mind, I thought it was like I watched some comic grow up or something. Yeah. And it was just like, nah, you just saw him like eight months apart. What is it that them. you particularly liked about him? Uh, I always thought he was like, he looks like he's having the most fun on stage. <laughs> like I love, I want to enjoy stand up that much every time I'm doing it. And whenever you do, like whenever you're like, just the way he like laughs and shit at his own stuff. And he genuinely thinks he's own, he's funny. And I love that about him. Like, you know, you look at Clinton and black people like Clinton. Because we've seen him on a campaign. I saw one thing on a campaign trail. He, he actually just picked a black baby up and kissed him. Come here, little nigger baby. Mwah! Just kiss him. I said, mm-hmm. I like that. He did not hesitate or nothing. You see George Bush Jr., he'd be in And he's just like, I don't know, I just love everything. Like, he's my favorite yeah. comedian and has been for, like, ever. Yeah. I mean, since I thought Half-Baked was funny, which has got to be a long time ago, because that movie does not hold up. <laughs> I've never seen it. It's not good, Tim. <laughs> you should not watch it. <laughs> well, I learned something new. I never thought that Dave Chappelle, for some reason, I would say... Jim Gaffigan or something. Yeah, I like Jim yeah. Gaffigan. Okay. Um, like a lot of uh, Brian Regan was another comic I liked whenever I was younger. Uh. That like uh, I remember like listening to like his albums and stuff, and just like that stupid joke where he's like, "Hey, uh, you know how like Tim's arm used to bend like this? <laughs> yeah, it's not doing that no more." <laughs> <laughs> it's just like real goofy and silly, but like I don't know. I never felt like I had the confidence to be that silly on stage. Yeah. I would like to be that silly on stage. Well, how have you liked your time in Chicago? I love Chicago. I kind of thought that I would be gone already. Because, you know, you, I don't know. Yeah. You just think you're like, oh, I'll be here for a little bit. But I don't know. I love it. I love, I have so many good friends here, like yourself. And like, uh, like so many good comedy pals and like good places to do comedy. It's great. Uh. I do, uh, I don't know. I just like it a lot. I don't. I don't know how I feel about moving, <laughs> which is not good at well, all. You, you know, it all takes time. Where, where, yeah. where do you think you would move? L.A. or New York? Oh, L.A. Why L.A.? Because uh, I like writing more than so I like going up. That's what I'm trying times to figure. Out. That's what I'm trying to. Figure. What's the big goal? What's the I feel big... like I'm not a hard enough working comedian to <laughs> to move to New York. <laughs> but what's the big goal for you? Like for me, like I would like to. My secret big goal would be to maybe host like the Tonight Show or a yeah. late night show or something like that. Yeah, I would. I mean, obviously, we did a talk show together. <laughs> where, <laughs> I mean, that would obviously be a goal. We we did that. Uh, I like. I really like a show like The Soup with Joel McHale. Like that's what I want to. I would like to host something like that. Okay. Which is kind of stupid for me to say out loud because I could just do that at my house with a green screen. <laughs> but I want it to be good and for people to watch it and shit. Yeah. So. I don't know. Like, something like that would be pretty ideal. Uh, and just having a writing job would be real nice. <laughs> we'll be right back with more It's All True after the break. And when we return, you'll hear Kyle Scanlon's funny personal true story. So I'm coming home, and I'm, like, all messed up, and I'm brand new to the city. And I'm kind of stumbling. And then this, like, Mercedes-Benz pulls up along the sidewalk. Right now, though... Let's hear what's new at Touch Vision. I'm Gwen Purdom. And I'm Eric Niewerowski. And we're both good friends of Tim. We're like best friends with Tim. Totally best friends. Now, high school history class taught us about civil wars and economic revolutions, but my weekly series, Throwback Thursday, recaps some of the most important pop cultural events in the last few decades. 
you know, like the Golden Girls debut or eBay's founding. And my weekly segment this week in weed talks about weed, you know, from legalization movements to ways to enhance your chill. Also, watching the Golden Girls. So check out Throwback Thursdays and This Week in Weed on TouchVisionTV.com. Yes, please do, but, but after you listen to Tim. Yeah, do that first. Tim! Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Tim Barnes, and in each episode, I ask a guest to reveal a headline for a funny personal true story. This week's guest is comedian and creator of the WhiskeyJournal.com, Kyle Scanlon. Here's his headline. Uh, the headline would be, Man Accepts First and Last Ride from Stranger. All right. So since, since this story, you have never accepted a ride from a stranger. Nope. Not unless they're an Uber driver. This was, I might have invented Uber with this. I'm not sure. So this is when you first moved to Chicago. Yeah, so I first moved to Chicago. I was like uh, 21 years old. It's probably about eight years ago or so. And I'm out at a bar that's about not very far from my house. Like uh, It's maybe like a mile and a half, two miles from my house. So it's within walking distance. And uh, let's say that I had some uh, stuff that I just, uh, I, well, I don't know why I say stuff. That makes it sound so much worse than what it is. I smoked a little pot and I drank alcohol. I don't know why I said stuff like I, think I was that's what's doing implied by stuff. hard drugs. <laughs> no, I'm not into that. So I'm coming home and I'm like all messed up and I'm brand new to the city. And I'm kind of stumbling. And then this like... Mercedes Benz pulls up along the sidewalk and he's like, Hey, are you okay? And I was like, Yeah. And he's like, Where are you going? And I was like, I- I'm just going home. Like, I'm fine. And he's like, Do you want a ride? And I was like, Well, you know, because like your parents say, like, Don't accept rides from strangers, but yeah. they say, they didn't say, like, Don't accept rides from strangers who have luxury sedans. Yeah. Like, they're probably fine. They're probably not murderers, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so I get in this guy's car because I'm an idiot, and I just don't know better. You know, I just well, what's like. The, what's the guy like? What's, what does he look like? Quiet. I don't really remember his face, which is weird. <laughs> uh, I think just because I tried to like push it out of my head because the story gets real weird. <laughs> and I remember he like didn't speak English that great. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I'm just a straight shot just down the road here. Just a straight shot. And uh, I'm like, okay, uh, here here comes my house. And uh, right before the house comes, he, like, kind of touches my leg. Oh, no. And I'm, like, new to the city. Uh, at this point, I... Nothing but hopes and dreams in Chicago. Yeah, I mean, I, I literally am from a town where it's, like... 99.8% white and straight and conservative. Like, I just have not been <laughs> around anyone who's not those things. So I'm very... I, I want to show that I'm cool with mm. gay people, but I also want to yeah. be like... Well, let me treat you the way most men will treat women in this situation. Okay. What were you wearing? What did you uh, do to lead I this had guy a on? short skirt and, like, the head of my <laughs> penis was hanging out. <laughs> Is that too? Did I deserve it? Did I deserve it, Tim? <laughs> What was I wearing? That is, when you put it in that context, it's yeah. like, what are we doing, guys? Come on, what are you saying? <laughs> Goddamn dummies. <laughs> so so he puts his hand on your leg. So he puts my, his hand on my leg, and I'm like, whoa, whoa. I was like, hey, I'm, you know, no offense to you, sir, who's <laughs> maybe going to murder me, but I am not gay. <laughs> yeah. 
And so he and he kind of like just says nothing and like puts his hand back. And then I'm like, okay, here's my house. It's coming up. And then he just starts going faster. And I'm like, oh no, I'm gonna get murdered right now. Like, I'm gonna get murdered, yeah. or I'm gonna have to like suck a dick to get out of this situation. Like it's not. This is not gonna be good. Like at worst, I have to suck someone's penis and I don't want to. And that is not a great feeling in your stomach when you're new to a city. That doesn't fill you full of hope. It makes you very sad. And he starts doing it again. He starts like touching my leg and I'm like, hey, hey, I, like please tr- turn around. I'll just get out right here. And he kind of like locks the doors and shit. And I'm just in his car. And then he's like, you should come, like let's go to my apartment. And then uh, I was like, oh. But is he saying this with authority, or is he saying it sort of... Kind of, like, in the middle somewhere, where you're like, is he going to kill me, or is he just really bad at this? (laughs) So I'm at this guy's apartment. Uh, (laughs) And he asks, and he's he's like, do you want something to drink? And I, like, he doesn't pour the drink in front of me. So I don't touch the drink. And then, because uh, at this point, I'm like, dude, you like kidnapped me here. Like, yeah. how, what, I don't trust you to make me a, a Jim Beam and Diet Coke. Like, no, <laughs> I don't trust you. Uh, and so he, like, he has this roommate apparently. So he he's talking to me, he's being creepy and weird. And like, but I'm also in his apartment. So it's like, what the shit am I doing at this point? I don't know. Uh, and how close are you to your apartment? I have no idea. I don't have a smartphone. I don't know the city at all, Tim. Like, I I don't know anything. And so I'm just lost. I'm like, how the fuck am I going to get out of here? How am I going to get out of here? How am I going to get out of here? Finally, he goes to the bathroom, and I'm like, oh, this is my chance. This is where I'm going to get out. And his roommate, and I'm just kind of, like, standing there, like, looking around, like, oh, what do do I do? And his roommate comes out, like, as soon as he goes to the bathroom and just kind of looks his head around the corner of the doorway It just kind of shakes his head at me, just like, dude, what are you doing? Go right now. Like, he's going to chop up your whole body. Like, this lampshade is the last guy he picked up. Well, what kind of relationship does that guy have with his roommate? I don't know. One that he would like to break the lease with. I I mean, obviously, he knew that his roommate was a creep and that I didn't want to be there because he was just immediately just like, just go. Like, so I just ran out this guy's house and I, like, don't know where I am, like, at all. Like, have no clue. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I walk for maybe like 30 minutes till I get to like a main intersection or something. Because huh. I don't know, so I'm just walking in circles for a while. And just like get a cab and I'm like, here's my address, I'm gonna go home. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I survived, I didn't die. And uh, that was the first and last time I ever accepted a ride from a stranger. Now, how often, I mean, how often do you think back on this experience? Oh, not very much. I forgot about it. <laughs> and then, because it's kind of one of those, I'll do a lot of dumb shit, and I just try to forget about it. Yeah. Because if I dwell on it, I just got a lot more <laughs> dumb shit that I'm going to do. I make a lot of poor decisions, Tim. All right, that's perfect. Yeah. I usually end with, uh, I guess, if you could tell me, what's the, or just say the last headline you wrote for the Whiskey Journal. Oh. Uh, kind of sad one. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> uh, relationship status updated to crying under the covers. Do, do you not want to talk? I guess we shouldn't talk about that, right? I think it 
we, well, uh, yeah, I mean, it's in some middle ground right yeah, now. There okay. have been some new developments in the story, Tim. <laughs> okay. We'll check back on the story at five. <laughs> For more updates on Kyle, visit kylescanlon.com. And of course, for more great fake news, visit thewhiskeyjournal.com. It's All True is a production of Touch Vision. And for more intimate, people-centered news on the world you live in and the life you lead, visit touchvision.com today. If you dig the show, please subscribe to the It's All True podcast in iTunes and leave a review. My Twitter handle is TimBarnes451, and you can follow the show at All True Podcast. This is Tim Barnes signing off saying, I believe in you.